Hello, and welcome to episode five of Rhythm and Wit, the podcast and video series that aims to explore and discuss the creative and artistic expressions of artists and performers in Oklahoma City and its neighboring cities, also known as the wider urban expanse. My name is David Steele. I am a bass player, a music producer, a graphic designer, a photographer, and a film hobbyist. My co-host is Nicholas Campbell. Nick is a stand-up comedian, a singer, songwriter, guitar player, a husband, a father, and my best friend since we were in the sixth grade. In today's episode, we discuss writing. We talk about our writing processes using tools such as mind maps and exercising using the morning pages. We also discuss writing from different perspectives, writing fiction, screenplays, journalism, writing in groups, and marketing copy. We also discuss the dangers and potential uses of using AI or artificial intelligence to assist in writing. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast feeds to keep up with new episodes that drop every Friday. We hope you enjoy today's episode as we greatly appreciate your time and attention. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rhythm and Wit, with me, David Steele, and... Me, Nick Campbell. Today, we want to talk to you about writing. Um, so, let's see. I'm not really a writer. I mostly leave that to the songwriters and comedians that I work with, but... Uh, I have done some writing, but I guess uh, you do a lot of writing. Um, so, what kind of process do you use when it comes to jokes and songs or any other types of writing? Yeah. Um, what I like to do is I do, uh, if I'm writing for a specific topic or if I just want to try a topic out, I'll... Uh, I'll free write, you know, I'll mind map it first. Mm -hmm. So I'll kind of like put the thing in the middle and then write a bunch of stuff and ask myself a bunch of questions. So like for this one, I did, I did a little free writing for writing. Oh, for the today's yeah. episode. A little meta, <laughs> a little meta, but, uh, and then I put writing in the middle and then I asked myself, well, who, who's my favorite writers? Uh, what do I do when I write? What's my favorite part about writing? Who's my, you know, uh, and my fa I love the process. I love a process. I love a right. system, <laughs> you know? And so what I like to do is I'll, uh, I'll do my mind map and then I'll use that as kind of like a guide to my free writing. And then if I get stuck somewhere along the way while I'm free writing, I'll refer to the mind map. Yeah. So it'll give me a go place to, to go. It's kind of like a, um, like a map, like a roadmap in a way, or kind of more like maybe like a palette of paints that you can draw Ooh, from. I like that yeah I'm a visual person mm -hmm. so like if I can see it it helps me too like yeah. where I'm going also a mind map I feel like and I used to do this instead but it's just an outline yeah you know but it just is like visual 
which kind of helps and it's fun. Mm -hmm. And then you can also make other connections from your mind map because other things will make connections to the other bubbles. Mm -hmm. And so that's a great way, like if you're writing jokes, to find your way in and out of different bits. Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. So how would you start, like if nobody's ever heard of a mind map or like me? <laughs> a mind map is some stuff you have to do when you're in school that you don't ever think you're going to ever use again. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's just a bubble. You, like, say you pick a topic, uh, like music, as an mm -hmm. example. Throw that right in the middle, and then you go, what's my favorite music? And you draw a little line, and then you go, uh, 2000s indie rock. <laughs> Boom. The best music. The best ever, awesome. really. No yeah, it hasn't anything. <laughs> nothing's been made better since. So. Um but then, and then I, that could branch off. Well, why do I like this? So you do another little okay. bubble um, because I'm very. Uh, I was an emo kid, and I found a better place to go, which was indie music. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> but I, you know, what I'm saying, and they were maybe you list the bands, or maybe yeah. you list, uh, you know, different things. So it's kind of like a web, and it stretches out, mm -hmm. kind of from idea to idea, and and just like that. Oh yeah, because yeah, I really. That's not exactly what I had imagined. I mean, it is, but I mean, that's good to hear it explained. Well, it's really cool is they have like, uh, what do you call it? Like uh, programs that you can download. Mm -hmm. that, and I'll save that in my book, like in my notebook. And then I'll refer back to it whenever I want to make more jokes about it or something. Yeah, you know? You could kind of. Because you can take one of the bubbles and make that your new center mm -hmm. and then branch off of yeah, that. And that also helps you, like I said, you'll find different connections to other bits that way, which mm -hmm. is kind of fun. Yeah, that sounds like it's really good for writing jokes mm -hmm. and bits for sure. Um, so, I mean, it could be applied to songwriting, I imagine, or different things like that. So, uh, yeah, so for, is that your basic, that's how you start out with writing jokes. So. That's how I find premises. Right. And then once I get a good premise, I'll... I'll free write on the premise. I'll, my, I might mind map that, and if anything pops out there, like a joke or something naturally, and then uh, sometimes I'll, f I feel like those come naturally. They kind of have more of my sense of humor, mm -hmm. and then when it, and then what I'll do is I'll try to write three punchlines to every premise, to, you know, and find the best one. This is in a perfect world. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Nobody's and nobody has the perfect approach either. I mean, mm -hmm. everybody, you're gonna try different things so it's always good to have different options even when it comes to writing anything so so let's see um what about for songwriting is there any kind of uh approaches that you do with that is it similar or is it a different i mean obviously you could use the mind map in the same way but how does it differ from writing jokes? Well, um, <clears throat> I started doing this, like doing the mind map and free writing. I and uh, free writing has been a huge part of it. I journal every day yeah. too. Mm -hmm. uh, I've done that for two or three years, mm -hmm. and it's it just kind of helps me figure myself out, which is nice. Mm -hmm. So I'll get premises from that. Right. But I'll, through all this writing, I'll also get song ideas. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just write those down on the side. <laughs> yeah. That's like a separate thing. And I'll come to it later. And then uh, I've been kind of writing songs again here recently. Just because I was like, man, I've got all this yeah, really you got great some new ideas for <laughs> yeah. it. So, yeah. It's Might good. as well give it a shot. And it comes a lot easier now. Mm -hmm. Before, whenever I wrote, when I was younger, I didn't, I wasn't this methodical about my writing. 
you know, I would just like write and then think, okay, well, this kind of sounds fun. And then, um, and then maybe I would come up with something and it was kind of almost like if it came to me, mm-hmm. but this way I'm going to it. Yeah. So it makes it a lot easier to, to get that, get stuff out too. And, and like I said, with the journaling, it yeah. really helps me understand myself yeah. and my perspective. That's kind of yeah. what I was going to say was the journaling and kind of getting to know yourself and you kind of learn you see yourself in a in a more clear light and you can write more about that experience because you understand it more because that's something that i you know started doing a little while ago we talked about before the morning pages i'm a big fan i know you are probably a bigger fan than i am (laughs) because after i've you know, introduce you to that. But I think that the morning pages is very good for therapy reasons. Like we said, just exploring your own mind. It's an exercise in being creative, even when you're not feeling like you're creative. Like, like you, a lot of times for us creatives, you're, you know, whatever your art is, there's plenty of days where it's like, I'm just not feeling creative. I'm not feeling like inspired or I'm, you know, but the morning pages, when you get up every day, write three pages of free writing, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. But if you make yourself do that every day, you kind of force yourself into this creative mindset in a way where it's like, you can, you, you if you do it every day, no matter what your mood is, you're, you get used to being creative no matter what mood you're in. Yeah. And you can be creative any time you want if you kind of use that as a tool to exercise that um so that's why i think it's very u- useful and not only writing because it's uh, it's hugely ri- useful for writing because the more you write the better you get at writing yeah. <laughs> i mean that's just a simple fact about it um so it's very useful for that but it's also useful for many things um but but it can also be useful for i like it because it makes your brain be creative even if whatever you're doing you know you're you're kind of clearing that bandwidth like you've said before and kind of getting the cobwebs out i used to think of it like that clearing away the cobwebs so you can clearly focus on whatever you want to do creatively well and what i've heard about it Mm -hmm. and the way i try to do it is you set, I set a timer, like I might do yeah. 10, 20 minutes, you know, and uh, and so I don't really do the three pages as mm-hmm. much as I just do like a time frame. That's the sim, it's the same idea, but because with the morning pages for me, I, I like to doing the three pages because it's just, I don't know, it just, and I kind of structure it to where it's, I used to do it, uh, this structure where it'd be like, the first page would be kind of the past, thinking about maybe yesterday or something the next page would be what i'm planning on doing today or what i'm feeling right now and then the third page would be what i'm excited about going forward Whoa. which is interesting i used to i did that for a long time like that i don't think that that's i mean it, it's an approach it doesn't really matter like i said but i don't i stopped doing that because i'm trying not to think so much in those terms of past present and future yeah. <laughs> so i mean that's just and, uh, but I don't know. It just, I like the three pages because you can structure it a little bit to where you kind of start on one thought and complete the thought by the end of the page. 
and do the same thing. But it roughly takes me half an hour or less, usually yeah. 20 to 30 minutes to get through three pages. Yeah, I'm about the same because so. I'll do I'll do 10 or 20 minutes and then mm -hmm. I'll do then I'll do about 20 minutes of joke writing. Right. So I'll do the free I'll, that helps get all the crap out like mm -hmm. like you said. And then also what it does is a uh, I something I think is very important about it is you don't edit yourself when you're writing. Yeah. So if the, you miss a per, like if you misspell yeah, something or your punctuation's matter. weird or maybe you're like, oh I don't know if I want to write that down or man, just get past all that. It's like yeah. Write if, as much as you if can. If you feel uncomfortable about writing something, then probably means you need, you need to, to write, write about, about it. it. <laughs> That's an old Stephen Pressfield thing too, is if you ever feel any resistance towards something, that means you need to go towards it. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Pressfield makes the uh, the war the art of war oh yeah or no the war of art yeah yeah yeah, yeah that one because yeah. the other book gets too thick i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's Sun Tzu, completely different thing <laughs> uh but, he, but I, yeah, i've heard about that i i need to look into it's that. great because it tells you you know it, it kind of has that idea too of it where it's like hey man you want to be a professional you mm -hmm. got to show up to work every day mm -hmm. and if you want this to be a professional in this craft you got to show up for it you show up you'll show up to work for someone else You'll show yeah. up every day, yeah, to, and you'll do your best. Mm -hmm. Or I mean, not, I, maybe you know, but <laughs> you show up, <laughs> show up, and you'll be there, and you'll 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 do enough to you're make that check. Hard, yeah. yeah, you'll make them. You'll make. But that's some money. like you're really working for yourself. Yeah, but I don't know why. Personally, I'll put myself money. off. Like, oh, yeah. I got to do all this other stuff. But yeah, I, I try to make that a priority. So mm -hmm. I'll get up in the morning, make that my first thing. I'll write. Uh, I'll write. I'll try not to edit myself at all. I want to go into those difficult things mm -hmm. because I feel like if you, like I'll write stuff that almost is like evil. It's not me, yeah. but it's like filtering thoughts, through here. But yeah. I need to know what that feels like mm -hmm. in order to properly express it, mm -hmm. you know? Or even, to have an opinion on it. Yeah. You know? It's like, how do I really feel about these thoughts? Because like, I mean, that's what something that I've realized is like the thoughts that come in your head that's not you those are just thoughts you can't control them they disappear so uh but yeah and you have to deal with them they're yeah. still there and putting them on paper yeah. i mean i feel like is almost the same i mean and obviously there's nobody telling you what to do but it's kind of therapy yeah because you're able to look uh, yeah. at it you get a bird's eye view mm -hmm. if this thing keeps coming up every day then yeah. you can go oh hey something's going on here why do i keep bringing this up mm -hmm. you know and then you can kind of dive in and even write about that mm -hmm. and so it's kind of a way i feel that you can do therapy on yourself yeah because you get lost in the weeds whenever you're you know dealing with your own emotions mm -hmm. but once you see like oh, i keep hitting this problem every time you know and it seems to be made worse by these situations yeah i mean i've got an anger issue and this has kind of helped me see that. And I see it in my kids, you know? And I'll go, oh, man, I'm just tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You A lot of it is, I'm tired, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry. <laughs> you know? Horny. <laughs> yeah, that's one. Uh, that one seems like it's easier to manage. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and I'll, so I'll do that. Kill the editor. That's what I tell myself. Mm -hmm. Don't edit yourself. Let everything come out. I want to feel the evil and the good. That way I know what the... Because then you also write characters like that. Yeah. You can you can see from that perspective. Mm -hmm. Just because you see you don't see yourself doing it. I mean, I think that's kind of something that we have a problem with is identifying... I could have been that guy. Mm -hmm. I could have been the bum on the street. I could have yeah. been... I could have been Hitler under the same <laughs> circumstances. Yeah, if you grew up in... I could have been Republican. Yeah. You know, not associating the two, but I could have been a Republican. <laughs> but... The thing is, is I grew up different, mm -hmm. you know, and if once you tell yourself that person is an other, 
that's whenever you stop making the connections with them and you can, you know, basically be mean to them and not have any guilt, you know? I feel, that's how I feel. So I, I try to identify mm-hmm. with people right, yeah. and go and, and write even from their perspective mm-hmm. because I want to know, I mean, a Republican right-wing character is funny, just yeah. like a left-wing character is funny. And to have both of those people under the same house, mm-hmm. that's the odd couple, mm-hmm. you know? So there's humor in that as well, yeah. but you have to understand that right. side before yeah. you can write to it. Mm-hmm. So I think that, I feel like that's kind of how... I try to approach it, and so I'll just go off the dome and just write as much it's as I can. All, yeah, I think it's all about experiences and expanding our experience and, like mm-hmm. like you said, trying to identify with people that are different than you. So I think that we all take that in, and then you can output it in so many different ways of um, the way you write or whatever art you make. I mean, you have a more expanded view of the world. Yeah. So I think it's important to to do that, and that's, you know, something I always strive to do is these days is getting out and trying to meet new people and meet new artists and learn new experiences from them and learn, you know, even if it's something I'm not that interested in doing myself, you can take something away. Yeah. So it's that's something I'm always trying to push for. What I like to do is ask people their writing process yeah and, be, and yeah because you can how learn something new well i didn't even know like the past present and future way yeah, you do it i, mean, it's I just love an that idea. It's i'm gonna try I, that tomorrow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like especially on those days where you just don't even feel like writing the pages you're like oh, i don't want to it's like i don't know what to write or how to start it was like let me just write what happened yesterday and then yeah. do the next it's like and then I'll write about, you know, it's an easy way to kind of get into The thing it. is, once you get going, yeah. it comes out. Something, Something yeah. comes out. So, yeah, it's just a yeah. good kind of frame, I guess. Yeah, but, I, I mean, morning pages are a huge one for me. Um, and then journaling. So I'll journal at night or uh, in the morning with my morning pages. And then joke writing. Uh, that just kind of comes with both of those mm-hmm. efforts. So Yeah, it kind of expands out. Yeah. For, so... Have you ever written anything? Because you've obviously written songs, you've written jokes. Have you ever thought about doing like like story, short stories, or novelization, or anything like that? Well, uh, I do a fun thing with uh, my daughter Inez, where she actually made up this character. It's called the Dragon Princess, mm-hmm. and it's her. Good name. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's solid. The uh, <laughs> But the, the, the thing is, is we would tell stories in her bed about the Dragon Prince. We'd make up stories, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, heavily influenced by the 2000s RPG um, Legend of Dragoon for PS1, <laughs> uh, or 1990s. Anyway. <laughs> um, heavily influenced by that game. Yeah, it was like late 90s probably. Yeah, solid game. One of the best <laughs> RPGs made for PS1. We'll that later. But... Uh, but yeah, she would. So we would make up. Then she would go and draw and color them at school or around the house. And then she was playing this game. Yeah, we, would, we would both make up the story together. And no, then, but she was playing the video game. No, no, no. I, just, I, I just borrowed heavily from the story, okay. <laughs> but uh, but using her characters right. and 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 really just like the the main antagonist the perceived main antagonist mm. from well no spoilers Legend of... no I don't want to hear <laughs> I mean god forbid you don't play they're going to remaster it eventually yeah. and I'll get uh, back on it it's a cash grab <laughs> what we would do is we would kind of talk through it and then we started and so we wrote yeah. small stories mm. for this thing and I've got 
Uh, and then whenever Iris was born, she started doing it with us. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so that was kind of a fun little thing. We do that before we go to bed. Right. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of, so I, we wrote that. And so you actually wrote stuff out for it? wasn't just like... I, mean, I started taking bullet points in there. Yeah, so you have like... <laughs> yeah. But that's the interesting thing. I think that, I mean, a lot of people do this, and I think it's very... I mean, if you want to get into writing, I would imagine, like, write a children's book, especially if you have oh. children. I mean, that I'd be interested in working on something like that, not on the writing, but it's like I could help with the art and stuff like that. would be fun to, to mess with. Um I don't know. Could be an idea for us. <laughs> yeah. I got another one that I mess with. I got a couple of stories. Uh, I liked anything that deals with time. Yeah. So I had this uh, story where. <laughs> and then I've got a, another one. It's it's a kid's book. That one was a little darker. So yeah. So you have some ideas for some a children's book and a novel series, which sounds really cool. Hopefully we'll get to do something with that one day. Um, but something about writing I've thought a lot about is... Because I've always been interested in writing. I like to write certain things. I mean... Uh, um, I've dabbled in some songwriting and kind of poetry and kind of what I was going to say earlier, going back to the the songwriting topic was the way I do it or I have done it. It's like, I'll have an idea. I'll come up with something that a topic, a theme that I want to write about and I'll just write sentences about it and each and then kind of short lines of like whatever it is that I want to say or ideas about it. And then, so I have that kind of as an outline. It's just sentences, just short, short sentences about like online by line. Then I'll take those, each of those sentences and try to make actual musical, you know, or kind of even shorter versions or whatever and kind of build that out into obviously turning it into rhymes and syllables. I use the syllables as uh, on beats like I'm yeah. sure you do because mm-hmm. it's like I look at it as through a, a rhythm of course and I, so what I do and I when it comes to the lyrics they're all I just write to a beat I don't write to music whoa because I don't you know that wouldn't yeah. work for me anyways because I don't really know I, I just I'm not into singing <laughs> it's fine I'll leave it to the professionals um, so, but I like that, and I think it's an interesting approach to songwriting because, and it just goes into, it's just poetry at that point, because yeah. that's how you write, you write on a rhythm in poetry. So, but you could turn it into a song, I mean, you could add notes to it. So, yeah, that's how I do it, and I think that it's really, it was fun. I like to do it because it's easy, just, you know, if you have the time, it takes time, of course. If you have time to sit down on a computer or even whatever with the notepad, you can just write stuff and create something with nothing, basically, just your mind and words. Yeah, that's what <laughs> so I love it's, about it. So it's very fun like that. Mm-hmm. But um, so I kind of got into that for a little while, and that was fun. Um, well, that's pretty close to what I do for guitar. Like I'll play yeah. a chord progression that I think is interesting, mm-hmm. or that I'm messing with, and then I'll sing the melody. Like I'll, right. you I'll come just up with the come up with fake words and melodies, mm-hmm. and all I'm doing is kind of setting where I want my syllables. 
Yeah. And where kind right. of where I how it's to, gonna fit in there. And then I'll just kind of wedge words in there, and eventually it'll kind of just the the topic or the theme or whatever will kind of just bring itself right. out over time. Yeah, because that's know? a that's a, I from watching you do it for years back in the day was like that. I I knew your process for the most part. That's how, that's how you did it, and I found it interesting because. I was listening to a podcast years, I mean, this was a few years ago, but years after that and had never really heard of other people writing the way you did until I was listening to um, an episode of WTF with Mark Marin, oh, and yeah. he had on um, the very talented musician John Legend, <laughs> and he was talking about his approach to songwriting, and, and he was talking about how he does the same thing that you did. And I was like, holy s***. <laughs> Mick writes like John Legend. <laughs> Dude, I listened to that same podcast. Yeah. And when he said that, I was like, I'm a genius. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's like, I was like, I'm incredible. doing it right. But yeah. yeah, the way it is, it's like, it, and he called it scatting. You just like, yeah. you're just making up words and um, and just placing, like you said, the, the vocal vocalization of the notes in, and then you go back and add on the context after that. And I thought that was incredible. Cause like I said, I think that's, that's a perfectly good way to do it. If John, if it's good enough for John legend, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be pretty, so, good. Yeah. but you don't have to do it like that. You no. can do it however you do it and it, and it, well, that's the best part about all this. Mm -hmm. There's no, one way it's different for everybody yeah. your personality pretty much dictates how you're gonna write so mm -hmm. something that i always try to do now and it might be because i'm older i'm 36 um it's like i follow my senses i follow like like it's weird how to explain it but you just kind of like go towards the things that you are, are like popping up at you mm -hmm. i like to think of it like you know how like a football player throws us you know when you're first starting out you're learning how to throw the spiral, where you put your arm, you know. Yeah, because like, we, we both know a lot about football. Yeah, so yeah. This is the, <laughs> it's the only Sorry. football reference I'm going to do. It's like, and it it's might, like I know exactly what you're you talking know, about, of course. Yeah. I know how to throw a spiral. Yeah. <laughs> All that football was But, uh... But, you know, you're throwing, you, and then yeah. after a while, you don't think about that anymore. Right. You've you practiced it, it so right. much that you become, it becomes reactionary. Mm -hmm. And like, so you adjust that throw for whatever it needs. Mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like that's kind of what your senses is. Like, I know what I like. I've listened to music right. enough. I've listened to comedy enough to where once I'm writing, I'm going, man, I'm going to just go this direction with this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go down this aisle. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of have more freedom because you're not so much worried about how to do the thing anymore it's like you know what you're doing you just yeah. need to know what you're trying you know and i think people you have an internal sense of what you like an internal mm -hmm. sense of how you want to do things yeah, whether you recognize that or not yeah i think that's something that's yeah. uh we we i think so many of us fight against these things mm -hmm. that we think are you know fraud or you know we don't like about ourselves but it's like whoever you are that's who you are i mean i think it's the sooner you can recognize that and just be accept that the more easier life gets yeah <laughs> for well, sure and for me it's like i want to write like my favorites you know mm -hmm. i want to write like uh mark twain nick hornby i want to write like uh you know Chad Daniels, I want to write like Louis Anderson, like uh, music wise, Death Cab for Cutie, you know, like, but 
I don't live that guy's life. Right. And so when I look at his art and I'm like, well, I want to write like Chad Daniels. Mm-hmm. Well, he got divorced. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, well I can't write Sorry, about Liz. that. <laughs> <laughs> I got to write like this guy. Sorry. So. <laughs> got to let it go. <laughs> I'm trying to get good. <laughs> but, and, and I think it's funny. I'm very clean comic. I'm not very dirty. And even yeah. whenever I do, I had a couple, I tried it. You know, it just didn't feel yeah. right. It just didn't yeah, yeah. So right. if it doesn't, if it's not, try on that hat. If it doesn't feel good, then yeah. you shouldn't. You should try on the hat. Yeah. But I mean, as far as like, don't force it if it doesn't mm-hmm. feel good. You know, and so that's why I try to lean toward. I, I didn't. I would have never thought that I would be a guy that talks about family, mm-hmm. kids, wife. You know, like I always like I wanted to be Louis C.K. or you know I thought I'd be more prolific. But really, those things, from my perspective, can be prolific. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, you can take their approaches. Yeah, the mechanisms that yeah. make their jokes work. Because yeah, we all. I mean, that's that's why I do love comedy so much. Is that you know, it's content of what you create is you. That's yeah. that's all you can do with comedy, really. I mean, you can take it and you can make. I mean, you can do like an SNL approach when it's like, you know, you're creating characters and play. That's like acting more so than. Hmm. You know, but you, you know, when it's just stand-up comedy and somebody's just talking about their life, I mean, that's what you, what you have to do, and that's why I like it. Is it's just pure expression of, of themselves, of the person that's performing. Yeah. Well, and if you if you give three comedians the same topic, mm-hmm. and if they, they might come up with similar jokes, but they're gonna filter it through yeah. their perspective, mm-hmm. and that's what your voice is. Your voice is like, what does this mean to me? How can I show these people my perspective and have them accept it? And if not accept it, then at least come know where I'm coming from. Yeah. And then I can throw the joke in. Mm-hmm. You know, your straight line, your setup is really your perspective. And then the joke is your commentary on that perspective. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, if you're playing to your voice, if mm-hmm. you're writing towards your voice, which, you know, right now I'm a year and a month in or a year and three months in so but you're still in that trying to throw the spiral yeah away. <laughs> yeah 100% like you're not yeah. really there yet even though you're gonna you know as far as but if I'm writing jokes mm-hmm. and say I write a joke about my wife how many other people are gonna have jokes about their wife okay. yeah I mean What's if you're not married like I can't write a joke about my wife because I don't have a wife <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean but if I'm writing jo- or a family it's yeah. like I can't I mean I have a family of course but it's like you have kids and things like that so you have a much different experience with yeah. family and I'm gonna show my difficulties through that mm-hmm. and then you're gonna go through the but I could one. talk about yeah be about being single about whatever being a musician mm-hmm. things like that on that side of it that's what I, that's why I say like you learn so much about the comics and people that perform. I mean, songwriting and joke writing are obviously, that's not the final form of that thing. I mean, most writing, I guess, it will take multi- different forms depending on what it is. But, I mean, joke, you know, you could be a joke writer for another comic, though, and not ever have to tell the jokes, which mm. is, but that's what I'm kind of getting at is like, the idea of just being a writer with just words and putting that out just just the words themselves i think is fascinating because it just has no overhead (laughs) at all and like because that that's something i when i started getting into film i really was interested in in becoming a movie script writer and i think that i could still do that i mean it's something i'm still interested in but 
I was like, man, that'd be really cool. Cause I mean, and ideally, if you you could write scripts all day, every day, and you know, none of them will ever get made. Certainly, I mean, that's a huge thing in Hollywood. There's like millions of scripts out there, and like only so many movies that actually make it. So that's a huge. So you have to write a lot if you're getting into that uh, industry. But you sell one movie script if yeah. you get one even sold it doesn't even have to get made you can make a million dollars from selling a movie script to a studio that never does anything with it yeah. <laughs> and you still make that money so i'm like hmm it's like making <laughs> this your own could lottery be a ticket. cool thing to get into yeah. if you were to do it and try to get them sold so and it's not that hard i mean it, you, there is a process i mean movie script writing is its own thing it's not like writing a novel it's very you know you have to come at it very differently and you know the things that you write are very different because it's much more description of like because that isn't the final product you know if it does make it to uh being made but as a writer that's all your job is to write it and you pass it off and then the director takes the the words and the things that you set up and builds out th they add their experience and their thoughts on top of that and bring that to life which is cool i think filmmaking is so fun because it's such a collaborative art form mm. like that but i like that idea of just being the writer and just like i'll just pump out movie scripts until one of them skills yeah. <laughs> i can do this but well, it's an I idea like the idea of you know like you said you'll pump them out it's yeah, um, I mean, you just—it's the to same write thing with lot. comedy mm -hmm. or even songwriting. It's got to be—I feel like it's got to be something that you just love doing. Yeah, you know, because if you're trying to do it, yeah, for just the for acclaim or to, you're gonna lose, you're gonna get dissuaded pretty quick. Mm -hmm. You're gonna, you know, feel pretty beat up after a while. If your goal is to make money, I feel like that's a something that the world has put on art, mm -hmm. where it has to ha make has to make money yeah well, if, you, yeah. if you focus on that it has to make money then you, i feel like you're not doing it for the right purpose you i know? think with that for me and i mean because i like something i've realized you know, over the past few years for sure is that i love telling stories and it's like i I've, i think i've just been trying to find a way in to that and like how to be able to you know do it in the way that I like doing the most, I mean, because I like lots of different ways to tell stories. Like I said before, it's like, I mean, when I was a kid, like, you know, pre-teenage years, I was always making up stories and writing them, you know? Yeah. And like, as soon as I learned to type and my parents had a computer, I was like typing out stuff, like little short stories and stuff like that. I used to love that stuff. Oh. And I think that I still have that, you know, when did that, you stop? that building. I think that I just learned... I don't know, I think that I grew up and got into, you know, the world and maybe just getting more into experience in the world, like when I got into skateboarding and music and all of that and kind of, that kind of fell away and um, I don't know, because that's something that I've always thought about was like, I, if in a different world, in a different uh, timeline in the multiverse, <laughs> like I became like a... a journalist i think journalists oh. journalism is so interesting and, this, and that's another way that just there's no overhead <laughs> as far as if you were on to be a journalist you have a computer and your fingers you know and that's your but you can make a living doing it obviously there are people that make living 
writing. And that's something that I probably wouldn't be as interested in doing. Now, knowing more about it, because like you said before, you have to write a ton. You have to love doing that to be able to output that amount of content. And I think that that would be, I'd get burnt out on it, I think, if I had to write about like news stories every day and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I like making stuff up. I like world building. I like character, you know. Yeah. So it's... So it's a, yeah, the movie script thing could still be a thing I, I want to dive more into. One more topic I wanted to touch on was another type of writing that I do a lot. Kind of going coming in from journaling a little bit, but um, marketing copy... Hmm. And um, and it kind of goes into I mean because I do that mostly for music when you're writing when you have a band you have to write a bio you have to so that's kind of why where I used to do a lot back for AVR uh, in those days and kind of learned how to write a biography for a band and kind of you know there's different things online you can look at to for any kind of biography I mean a simple structure right like keeping it simple and things like that so that's fun to do I think it's I don't have any great tips on it other than I've got one <laughs> um, you use chat GPT that's okay, what I, yeah. I've, for I've any copy talk about this for any copy like for uh, shows or for like my own bio mm-hmm. or uh, I use it to help me figure out my persona because hmm. I kind of plugged in some information and I went like based on this book by this person, you know, and then it, it went through and it mm-hmm. gave me, a, it's a good jumping off point. Yeah. I feel like it's a tool. Yeah, it absolutely. is a tool. I was going to say there's, t- there's a lot of dangers with AI yeah. right now. I mean, I think it's just like with anything new technologies like, th- like streaming music or streaming video changes, you know, the art and it changes the culture and the way we do things. Mm-hmm. And so it can be very dangerous and because honestly Napster did ruin the music industry but it was going to happen anyways because it wasn't Napster's fault it's technology yeah, it's the progression <laughs> technology yeah. came up and said no sorry music industry uh, record labels you know this isn't working going to work anymore because the technology has surpassed you know uh, the need for physical media in that way um so AI is similar. I think that there's a lot of people that use it for evil. Like, I mean, back in the streaming days, we downloaded a lot of stuff, allegedly, from Napster. Yeah, allegedly. Um, <laughs> Some of it said something and was the wrong thing. <laughs> got a couple of viruses. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> definitely so we learned a lesson. And, um, but, yeah, and the, and the industry has to catch up. So with AI, the similar thing. I mean, there's a lot of people that could use it for evil and stealing from other people. But, I mean, it's the technology is here, and we're going to have to deal with it one yeah. way or the other. And like, and the best way to do it is to use it in that way. And, like, um, I think and I've heard a lot of people say that. you can. It's a great jumping off point. I mean, anything that you get out of AI... You're, it's not going to be the finished thing. No, no. <laughs> because but computers are very dumb still. It's quick. You but know, yeah, it's I faster. See it like you this. Jump, a, jump a lot of... Uh, I see it like this. In construction, when power mm, tools were introduced, right. <laughs> when power tools... There then was that, a lot what, of people that What was that guy's name that worked on the railroad? John Henry. John Henry? Oh, that's a, yeah, a great example. 
Um, he uh, he yeah. died, unfortunately. Yeah, but I mean, he died trying <laughs> real hard, you know. But this is not that. So <laughs> you know, like, but it's but pretty. It's pretty much no, that. That is yeah. the premise. That's the whole. We're not dying because of it. But I'm saying, if you try to out compete it, yeah. you'll end up killing yourself. Yeah, well, you that, have to work yeah, with I see it. what you're saying. Well, that's the thing is, why are we? I mean, it should have been like, all right, now these guys don't have to work that hard. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what this is. The same thing with power tools. Like when they were introduced, mm -hmm. people were like, man, these are going to take away people's jobs. Like, right. no, we're just going to build buildings it's faster, gonna be easier. Yeah. yeah, and we're going to save our wrists and hands. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think a lot about that too when it, when I'm editing and stuff, or like. And I use it even, I mean, we all use AI in ways that you don't even, even if you're against AI, oh, you used AI before, you just didn't know it. Google is powered by AI now. I mean, it's it's all, um, I mean, computers themselves are, uh, you know, we. it's the same thing, it's just a much advanced version of it. But I mean, when you're using a computer to do anything, you're, letting the computer do a lot of the work i mean but by the way it's programmed so it's um well how do you feel about uh say a guy puts in i want to write a book about dragons the main character is this mm -hmm. i have this character and this character this are their archetypes can you put me together a yeah a 12 chapter book mm -hmm. in a form of a kid's deal and it'll spit it out mm -hmm. and then you go through and read it and edit it is that considered you writing? But I think if you're adding something to, if you're changing it, you're putting yourself into that thing. You know, it's like you're changing the things that you want. You're making the choices mm -hmm. at that point. If you just, if it spits it out and you hit publish, that's going to yeah. be, I mean, it's going to be garbage for one. <laughs> but I mean, because you could do that. I mean, you could probably. You know, I'm sure there are people out there doing it right now that are doing exactly what you said, having a 12 chapter book and then, but if they go back through and they spend another 12 hours or, you know, or what, I don't know how long it takes to write this shit. Yeah. <laughs> if they spend hours and hours and hours putting more, you know, changing it and shaping it, then it's like, it, it's not at all what the AI made, but it's the structure. Because if you think about it like this, if you're sculpting uh, something right out of clay, you didn't make the clay. <laughs> yeah, you didn't make the clay. Yeah, that's you true. say if it's like you're carving a, a tree, a wooden thing, you have to pick that branch, you know, whatever that log that you're going to carve. And so you chose the starting point. I mean, yeah. You can look at it like that, I think. Yeah. That you're really just cutting away. Right. Yeah. I could see that. I feel like I haven't seen it pop up in comedy as far as jokes mm -hmm. being a problem. Like, yeah. I, I mean, because I, they, you can't express. Yeah, it's just not. Like I said. It, like a human can. Even if yeah. he, even if they used it for comedy, you would still have to put a lot of work into it after the fact. Yeah. You can't just output. I've stuff. seen a few jokes that came off of it. They're pretty mm -hmm. funny. But I think it's going to be like, man, I really enjoy churning butter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to churn my own butter. Like, that's what it's going to be. It's like, I really yeah. like writing yeah. jokes. I'm going to write my own jokes. I don't know. You but know? I think that a lot of it, too, with a lot of this technology, I mean, even going to, like, NFT kind of stuff, not that I want to get into that, but, like, um, there's a use for it. Yeah. You know, the, peop the thing that we're, people are using it for, a lot of people, you know, in both cases, are not the best or you know not even ethical or whatever you know it's like we have to figure out the best way to use these tools so 
uh, and not let them kill us. Well, I think any AI that takes the work off <clears throat> of you, like yeah, there. That's kind of the best. The case. the fix is to. Like we, the goal should be not to work anymore. Yeah. You know, like if they're replacing truckers with AI trucks, mm -hmm. then people don't have to do that job yeah. anymore, and they don't have. You know, it's like you have less people neglecting their family for months at a time because they're on the road. You have less people, you know, Bad getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, getting hurt <laughs> because they're, you know, not sleeping or you know, getting into wrecks and things like that. I mean. Yeah. Because it's hard on. You've ever driven body. at night from yeah. state to state and watched I mean, truckers just swerve on the road? Yeah. I mean, not not all of them, right? But there's. <laughs> no, but it it's been every time I've done it. Right. <laughs> it's been every, every time, time you've I've had driven. to drive an eighteen wheeler, man. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately <laughs> off the road. That's just me being a bad driver. Um, I got a. I got one more. I got a few things that I just kind of want to bring up yeah. that I think would be great resources mm -hmm. for writing yeah, as yeah. well as yeah, for I've comedians. Uh, one of them is, uh, you know, for the morning pages, and Dave's got the book yeah. over there. It's called The Artist's Way. It's written by Julia Cameron. It's like it's really great. It talks about the morning pages. Talks yeah. about not editing yourself. The reason that I started writing the morning pages before I ever bought this or read mm -hmm. it, like I mean, a year before, pretty much. And like, the reason I I haven't even finished this book. I've only gotten into like the first third of it but um that's enough but, uh, but the reason i really got it it's a good tool for just creating uh finding creativity within yourself i mean it's it's got a lot it's i think it's got a lot of like mental health things where you're kind of diving into your psyche a lot in in like the 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 lessons and the kind of the exercises <laughs> in here have a lot to do with diving into your kind of past and things like that which is good so i, I recommend it for that but also i mean it's a good tool for um for anyone that's doing anything creative because it's and it, I, the reason i got into it was like i wanted to understand more about how to use the morning pages better and it, and it has tools like that and other tools also but every book i've read about writing refers Mitch's, back yeah, to it's artist very, way and to morning pages mm -hmm. i mean every a lot of comedy books I've read. So, I mean, top comedy books that I think every comedian should read is going to be The Comedy Bible. Um, it's going to be... Um, what's the one by S Stephen Rosenfeld? Greg Dean's book, Step-by-Step uh, -step Comedy. And uh, there's one that's my favorite, and this one talks about kind of like the negative thoughts that you put on yourself. Um, it's called The Comic Toolbox. And... That one really kind of walks you through doing your writing and not being so hard on yourself and while doing your craft and staying in mm -hmm. practice. And, uh, and that one's really good. Um, and then Hot Breath. So during the pandemic, <clears throat> that's whenever I did like a lot of my research on being a comedian. Mm -hmm. And Hot Breath during the pandemic they they were able to interview all these comedians because they didn't have anything to yeah. do <laughs> so just... really well-known comedians like andrew schultz uh like i said chad daniels mark norman um dan soder and more kyle canane is one of my favorite ones uh, but they go in here and talk about their writing process how comedy works mm -hmm. how they got to where they are 
and I mean, Hot Breath. If, I can't say more about that podcast. So that <laughs> okay, one I listened to. Podcast. I was thinking yeah. it was a book. I was like, no, man. no, no. This is a podcast. Hot Breath is a podcast. Look them up. Um, I saved a whole bunch of them. Yeah, and I just re-listened re- to yeah, them over and over again. That's why I think that these podcasts, like, I mean, that's kind of what I wanted to see for this show is like. You know, people hopefully it gets to the point where people are saving specific episodes that they want to refer back to because I just think it's such a powerful tool to have something like that and listening to people talk about a, a process or whatever it is that you're trying to do and, and, and for inspiration, things like that. Because I definitely do that with other podcasts too, or I just have certain episodes saved that it's like, I'm going to want to listen to this again. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then one thing I like to I, I do for myself that makes it easier on my writing not every day I can get to it mm-hmm. but I try to at least write something like yeah. I, I try not to give my set up high expectations for myself for it because I really enjoy it I don't want to put pressure on it mm-hmm. so if I walk up and I just every day I'll start with three great things that I'm grateful for before mm-hmm. I start writing if I just get those three things down if I just write my name yeah you know it's like i'm grateful to wake up today. grateful to wake up today and then boom that counts i'll ca- if that's all i got time for i got to mm-hmm. run out the door i was late that morning mm-hmm. then i'll just do that because i uh, this is something that uh, james clear says in the pa- uh, i think it's the power of habit or something mm-hmm. but he mentions that one percent better every day if you just do one percent that's still 365 percent at the end of the year mm-hmm. and that's a huge yeah that's like that's a huge amount so I try to do at least that. And then you can still consider that writing. I consider rehearsing writing. I mm-hmm. consider even performing yeah, to be writing. Yeah, because you're still writing. I mean, I, I think that's... But definitely for comics, I'm mm-hmm. sure that you're you're going to... Every time you do a bit, it might change a little bit, you know, because mm-hmm. you're writing it in your head, even if you don't physically write it down. Uh, I like that. But yeah, that's... Uh, uh, oh, writing in groups. That was oh, the other yeah. thing. I write with Leo Mendes. Mm-hmm. He's a comedian here in OKC. And uh, before, we used to write at his house with a group of guys, like maybe like four to five people, which was really great. Um, Neil Rubenstein, a really good comedian, was he would kind of join in and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, helped out a little bit here and there, which is great. I really like doing that. I would feel a little nervous like oh man are my ideas good to even help yeah, yeah i was have, just starting out but you have that imposter syndrome yeah. so am i even supposed to be here yeah <laughs> like, these guys are really good i just want to be in the room that's yeah. what i thought like i want to see what it well, looks I like i think that's probably the most powerful thing is because you can share ideas and share processes and you know learn so much from each other that's something that uh I think a lot of people, when we are in that competitive mindset with anything that we do, whether, you know, whatever art form or thing that you do, uh, you get in this competitiveness and you think that, oh, I can't let anybody else know about my processes because they're mine and they're going to be better than me. You know, it's like, I think that's a terrible way to think because I think about even going to like technology and stuff like that. Like, I mean, that's a huge thing with like industries right like uh you know any massive microsoft and you know these massive tech companies google and stuff like that and they're so protective of the things that they do well some of them aren't and they want to share that knowledge because they know 
if other people have this knowledge, the whole industry is going to be better. Yeah. You know, it's going to bring everyone up. So some of those kind of, like I said, I, I realized that years ago and, and learning about, you know, tech industries and the internet and stuff like the, you know, the early days of the internet and stuff and how the internet even works to begin with. Yeah. It's like they had to share that knowledge with each, each other to even make the internet possible. So... I mean, it's so uh, powerful to share and to talk to each other and, and learn about each other's processes. Well, that also goes into, like, that used to be a attitude that was in construction. Mm -hmm. So I worked electrical construction, new construction. So there's a there's um, apprentices, then it goes journeyman, then it goes foreman, mm -hmm. then it goes superintendent. Guys that were journeymen or superintendents or foremen they wouldn't let the guys below them know as much yeah because, because they're afraid they were afraid they were going to get their spot taken mm -hmm. but on the jobs where everybody did share information the jobs ran smoother yeah people were more included mm -hmm. so they felt like they were part of it so they worked harder i've only ever seen sharing the information be the best way to go yeah personally yeah, if, you have, if you hold something but it back. is a fear it's based out of fear mm -hmm. that you're gonna lose but that's how you delegate mm -hmm. that's how we all get good uh what's it called yeah, yeah. rising tide yeah, raises all ships mm -hmm. is that what it is yeah i think that's right yeah I mean, <laughs> i'm not it's, it's, don't quote me <laughs> but it, it's something like that but yeah it's it's something i saw there and so in mm -hmm. music and in art or anything i've done performance wise is I try not to judge. I can't judge myself based on someone else. That's somebody else's existence. Yeah. You know? I can only do my art. Just the just having somebody to bounce ideas mm -hmm. off of gives you ideas. And then they give you a different angle. Yeah. Um, they'll throw something in. It's it's just... And it's also... It's a cool hang. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and you can just make a friend. Too. So I would always suggest <laughs> a writing buddy. No yeah. matter what writing you're doing. Mm -hmm. I, I miss... Something I really liked when we were doing songwriting was when our drummer John would come mm -hmm. and help. And he he was really... John was really good at all things musical. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he, he taught himself drums and he was really good at it. He could mm -hmm. keep time without a metronome mm -hmm. uh, accurately. And... Uh, and he was really good at lyrics. Like he would come mm -hmm. up with these really good lyrics. He wrote a few of our songs with us, mm -hmm. with me. And uh, yeah. and it's always nice to have somebody to bounce off of too. So um, I would I would uh, suggest a writing buddy in any way, somebody you can bounce ideas off of. Yeah, like that. I think it's good. I mean, that's why I love music. Me personally, it's like I wouldn't probably do. I don't really like creating art so much by myself in any form really i mean it's always better but that's why i love music is because the stuff that we do and with you know in a band you cannot do on your own i mean you could but it won't would not be the same you can't get the, ex the same product you can you know with five people versus even if you did everything by yourself played every instrument it would just be that person's experience and not the experience and ideas and inspirations of three or four other people so yeah well five people better represents how we are in the world yeah it's a, you it's know? a magical thing for me so that's why i love music and doing even this podcast it's like you know it would be not nearly as good if it was just me sitting here you know it's yeah, like we need to, here, yeah. to have a somebody to bounce stuff off of and get the ideas flowing and conversation and all that 
But yeah, so. All right. So what what we what we think is going on this weekend? We got anything cool going on this coming weekend? Yeah. Let's see. So this weekend, Saturday, October seventh. Uh, we have my friends at Mycelium Gallery. It will be having another small little. It's called Mycelium Sessions with my buddy Armand with Ex Maxina. Uh, he's really cool. It's chill time. I mean, they just he just sets up the DJ booth. Not DJ, but he's got his lo-fi kind of glitchy. I mean, very at- atmospheric music that um, you know. <laughs> So you can just hang out, look at some art. I mean, it's three to seven this Saturday, October seventh. Stop by. Um, just even if you pop in, check out what they've got going on because it's super cool. You can meet meet a cool musician uh, like me. I'll probably be there, <laughs> but also Armand will be there. Uh, he's really cool. Um, and check out the art. Maybe buy some pieces. It's you know they got some affordable pieces. You know it's not like this hoity-toity kind of expensive art gallery. I mean, so they've got some big pieces for, you know, but they've got some small stuff that, that's cool. Um, so check it out. Even stop by for a few minutes. We'd love to see you out there. So that's Saturday, and then we've got a. Uh, I guess there's this thing going on Sunday. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's what it's, <laughs> it's only the most important thing. So uh, lively comedy showcase. It's a show that I run at Lively Beer Works. Uh, it's uh, one of my favorite things to do in the month. I get super excited for it. Um, we that's going to be October eighth, and that's going to be doors open at five, show at six. Now what we do with our showcases, we pr- there's raffles so you have the opportunity to win a few free things uh we usually bring a game like a little yeah like board little game board or something game. i think that's a cool idea yeah. to add to some fun and i love the raffle stuff in general yeah and then uh so we'll do that and then lively they give away mm-hmm. beer packs and 25 dollar gift cards so come out if you want some free stuff it's five dollars to get in that's a hell of a deal yeah. and we have a great lineup we have uh caleb collins he does uh fairweather Fair friends mm-hmm. uh open mic and then we have marty johnson he's a vet here he's been doing comedy for years um really good Anna Rhodes, she's been starting out doing great dace carlson he's been doing really good do- too and then tyler barris is going to be there and then me and uh, but like I said, the food that we're gonna have is OKC egg rolls, mm-hmm. super good. Um, they sell out every time, <laughs> so uh, ho- hopefully they'll make some more. But it, the the food's delicious. It's a really good time. Come out uh, this Sunday and uh, let's get some laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's yeah, it. That's about it. Uh, we still have an email address. Mm-hmm. Rhythm and wit at gmail.com. Hit us up. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. you Want to talk to talk to the community and be involved, or hit us up on Instagram. We, we're active on there too, so we'll see it. If you want to just message us there, it might be easier. Um, so yeah, we uh, would definitely love to hear from you all. So hit us up. We're gonna have, start having guests eventually. I don't know when. Coordination's been <laughs> But uh, even if, you know, I've been enjoying just having our conversation. We've got plenty of topics, so we'll, we'll have things to talk about regardless. 
every week. So we appreciate you all uh, checking this out and and uh, yeah. So yeah. Thanks so much for everything. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs> all right. Peace.